Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink a Beer and Play a Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 104. How you doing tonight? How you, how's everyone feeling? You doing good? You out there getting your Burger King on this International Woman's Day? <laughs> watching watching your videos of guys trying out dildos? All the Jim, hot topics going on the past Jim, week? You know what, Jim? Goddamn. What? As soon as I saw that Burger King thing, I was like, did Jim work for Burger King for the afternoon? And they said, we need someone who shit posts and, does, and just writes things to be, to just get eyes on it. I am not that good at attention getting. I need to go to that guy's school. Oh boy. So to be clear, if you don't know, just look up Burger King UK and you'll see. Their tweet was basically, what was it? It was, uh, ha <laughs> did they even say happy International Women's Day or did they? No, 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 no. It started with women should stay in the kitchen. And then it went into, or a woman's places to kitchen, something like that. And then they did like two subtweets about like being in the restaurant industry and blah, 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 and empowerment or something or other. It was good bait. They, yeah, they bait it. And then, yeah, they do articles and articles underneath about how they're now putting money out for like they want women chefs and da, 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 like and I'm like they have now since deleted said tweet. Yes, but like like everything on Twitter nowadays. Four hundred thousand likes and retweets later. That's Mission accomplished. Amazing. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, I have a Mario Kart toy. Wee. Thank you, Jim. Did you go out and get Burger King today because of that, Jim? No, not today. <laughs> Did you get it yesterday? Saturday. Okay. <laughs> I'm safe. Oh. I'm in hell. I would never say you're now right to anything, Jim. Not even to yourself. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> oh, but uh... but what I am an ally to is their fantastic little podcast we made an appearance on, the Hot Nation USA podcast, episode one ninety one, where Adam and Steve are nice enough to have us on there. So check the socials. I've been pouring out our appearance on there. So definitely make sure to give them a follow. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Um, thank you, thanks again, guys, for having us on. Can't wait to bring you on the Power Hour. Um, yeah, we went through those three beers, and they were all pretty strong. That, yeah. That hit me later that night. I'll say that for sure. Oh, really? Did it, well, you wake up in the middle of the night with the whoosh? No, it was just like that, that terrible decision I think every person makes when you're drunk, which is, do I eat now after doing all this drinking? Oh, I do that every time. And it's never good it's never like i'll just have a light snack i i think like i made myself like a full-blown sandwich with some doritos and stuff and i was like i i i always do that if i drink too much that's like a guaranteed i'm gonna eat something i probably shouldn't oh yeah i'll be hitting some girl scout cookies later i just know <sighs> but that's not gonna fill you up unless you eat the whole sleeve right <laughs> jim don't do it right <laughs> my titties gotta fill out this shirt <laughs> Damn it. Uh, but yeah, can't wait to have those guys on. And we've been on a streak between going on their on their podcast and having guests of our own. Um, once again, thank you to Genovi. Got to give uh, a huge out to Genovi. Thank you so much for coming on last week. It was That was a great podcast. Love talking with him. Can't wait to have him on again in the future. Same deal. Uh, even though he doesn't drink, um, if you'll ever bend his rules, I would love to do a power hour because that would be fascinating. <laughs> Just to hear him go off about more deep cuts and stuff like that. Because even yeah. when we signed off, he would—he went off for a while about like the history of the Gizmondo, and that shit was. Wild. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, no, but uh, great, great guest. But, yep. uh, great guy, great guest. And actually, speaking of great people, have to give a quick shout out. Mystery solved. Finally, 
Uh, I mentioned a couple weeks ago that someone had sent us beers to our P.O. box, and it was our buddy Davey.Bones on Instagram. So big shout-out to him. Whenever Brian and I become Koof-proof and we hang out again, uh, I'll be sure we'll be sure to break those out. Oh, yeah. No, thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it. That's awesome. But that brings me to, Jim, our atypical. What are you enjoying tonight? And so help me God if you cracked open. Okay, good. I was going to say, if you cracked open those beers that were sent to us without oh, me being there. Like a true son of a bitch? I should have done it. <laughs> no, but tonight I am drinking the Cranberry Wheat. Comes to us from the Workhorse Brewing Company. 5% alcohol by volume. Fruity. Tart. Creamy. Keep cold. Drink fresh. Uh, nothing else, but out of good old-fashioned King of Prussia, PA. So, yeah. Very, nice local. very local. Nice. So, oh, thank God I already poured that out. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Almost the first build of the new table. But uh, as you can see, nice and translucent, nice and red, very tasty. Deep, surprising amount of lacing on the glass, too. Is it uh, very cranberry heavy? Definitely yeah, big on the cranberry. I was going to say, with that much coloring, I imagine, is it like overly tart for a wheat? Because wheat's Sur- usually not tart. Surprisingly, no. No, it's very nice. it's very smooth. Nice. So like the, the like the the when I cracked it open, like that smell was even for someone with a shitty nose like me, that was like whoosh yeah. of the fruitiness going through. But yeah, so far very tasty, and you definitely get that creamy texture to it too. Nice. So I am also staying very local with Nishamni Creek's Strange Rituals Indian Pale Ale. So I looked this up. They call this their Red um, IPA. I don't think there really is such a style. I think they kind of, quote-unquote, kind of made it up. But it's 8.2%. And first, let me show you this can. This can is pretty, like all their stuff, they're, like, funny. But it's basically a hop being, like, ritualized, like, with its guts poured out and everyone drinking from it. So it's really cool. When I did this over the summer, Jim, do you remember, and based on that imagery, it right away made me think of an old NES game that was an adaptation of an arcade game. Uh oh! What the end of Bionic Commando? No, Chiller. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, like when a person's on the table. Right away, I thought about that. But as you can see from beer, it is really thick. It is not translucent at all. Nope. No sediment, but just super thick. Uh, very like, I I, I can't say red. More amberish color. A lot of lacing, like a tannish head. Kind of reminds me of our Ryan khakis we used to have to wear. Ah, and, yes. And uh, damn, damn delicious. But, man, for an IPA, it's it's thick. So, I like it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Eastern PA wins again. Take that. That's Pittsburgh. right. <laughs> uh, speaking of, have, did you, have you voted at all or looked at the rankings of that March Madness or the PA breweries? March Madness thing. Breweries in PA. Yeah, so for those who didn't listen to the Hop Nation episode, we talked about breweries in PA. It's a really big um, beer, Facebook, Internet, Instagram group. So they did their own March Madness kind of pool for beers, and we had we had our issues with the uh, the brackets. But to answer your question, no, I have not done any work, anything with it. it. It's just it's interesting to see it go. Like, everyone was so excited that... Heavy bias! Yeah. Like, Yingling got blown out of the water. And I know Yingling's hated on by craft beer people, but I can't believe how much it's hated on. I'm like, it's not bad beer. Like, let's not pretend it's bad beer. 
Like, like all these fucking snobs didn't drink the shit out of Yangling when it was the only alternative besides Sam Adams to goddamn Miller and Coors. Shut yeah. the fuck <laughs> up. Yeah, I don't get the hate for it. I get, the, fine, be hateful of Miller, Coors, all the other stuff, I, whatever. But don't, don't hate on Yingling. There's not enough deer piss in this. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, is that what everyone in PA sounds like? Well, just in the West. Ah, uh, Jim. So, what have you been playing recently, if anything? I haven't had a shitload of time this past week because of getting the, uh, got our floors redone around the house and different crap like that. Uh, I do, uh, this Friday, a video I'm putting out, right up my alley, as you know, Brian, with me being the fan of stories and video games that I am, we got sent a review code for a visual novel, so what? I played good. <sighs> Why did you play it? <laughs> Why didn't you send it to the person that would appreciate it? I appreciate it. So, I'll have a video out on that on Friday. So, the game actually comes out on April 1st, so I'll let you be the judge. Nice. But besides uh, that, just dicking around with some norm. Did a little Tetris, uh, got the theme for Mario Bowser, and didn't win once again. And uh, just, you know, dicking around with some other my more pick-up-and-play kind of games. Nice. Yeah, I, uh, still going through Donkey Kong 64, so... See, Brian, that's why I had to take care of this game, because you have to stay focused. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm slowly, I'm getting through it, but it's, uh, it's time, even if you know exactly where you're going, that game's time-consuming. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't crack it open yet, but I did share the picture, I finally got Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks, so that mm -hmm. will be my other game as I want to take breaks from this. Outside of that, though, I spent a little bit of time uh, going back to Assassin's Creed Valhalla just to, like... You, you, how many times have we talked when you start a game that you know is long? Like, that you just sometimes are like, alright, I just need to finish it. Just so yeah. it's not in my catalog. I'm still, like, 49 hours in. And I Jesus. know I'm not even close to being done. But it is a really fun game, I'll say that. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I haven't really touched a lot. I did do, on the Bloodthirsty Thursdays, I did that puppet combo game. So thank you everyone who did come out. This coming Thursday, I may be doing at least another two of those games. And my god, I love those styles. But every time, I trick myself into thinking, like, maybe I'll have a really good like first run and just beat it. That game is never... It's always like, wow. you know you're going to die many, many times. You know you're going to get frustrated, and you're going to get scared. Like, I had a legit jump scare during that stream where I don't usually jump, but this one caught me off guard. I was like, ha! Ah. <laughs> so, Brian, did you get a little bit of little driblets in your pisser pants? No, Jim, I didn't get driblets in my goddamn pisser pants. <laughs> you son of a bitch. What? That's, that's just you and you drink. <laughs> that's just me with more than drinking, Brian. <laughs> so yeah um on the, on my horizon for the next couple weeks is going to be donkey kong mortal Kombat, and uh maybe revisiting mk11 when jim starts playing it so we might be able to get that review yeah now what do you call it? Uh, the mk11 review will definitely be happening i mean yeah whenever we get MKs around to mortal Kombat, yeah whenever we get around to mortal Kombat month i already said it's going to be Mythology Sub-Zero, Special Forces, Shallow Monks, and Eleven. Yep. So, yeah, that's basically where we're at. Um, I am interested... Shit, when does Resident Evil 8 come out? Did I say August? I don't know. I can't remember. But, ooh, but I did... Um, 
do a random stop at uh, GameStop because I, I got a card for Christmas and I was out and I was like, let me just check it out. So I decided to buy Last of Us Remastered for the PS4. Okay. It, it was like five bucks. Yeah. And I got I finally got Days Gone, the zombie game, which was exclusive to PS4. So it was just like, okay, I, I need to start adding to my PS4 collection anyway. The games are on sale. And it, you know what? Going back in there and seeing prices on games, it really did make me like miss going to GameStop more. Well, now's going to be the time to strike on those PS4 games, Bri, and the Xbox Ones. That's and that's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm like, let me because now they add don't my carry, because yeah, they don't they don't ship in any new fucking 360 or PS3 anymore. So what they got's what they got, and mm-hmm. clearing oh, out the space. I saw the lonely little display of 360 games. It's sad. How many bullet storms can you have? And that's a good game, and I don't know why it's it they have so many. Yeah, it did, but it's actually a really good game. But yeah, um. Oh, speaking of picking up things, so I went to uh, Goodwill, and did I get games? I I think I got, like, one or two really terrible games. They haven't had shit. Now, granted, over this pandemic, I've gone there four times, tops. But, man, oh, man, the one thing they never have was horror DVDs. I literally had about 12 or 15 just stacks because nice. horror movies are of – they're the equivalent of like a good retro game they hold their price whenever you go places like when we went to that guy's uh, store that moved mm-hmm. his horror dvds were always really expensive compared to regular movies yeah so you know goodwill it's two bucks a pop i was like you know what i'm gonna get them some of them very interesting choices but monica was like do you, do Questionable. you just buy a stock or a whole stack of horror dvds i was like well yeah i need trailer park bunnies like killers part two i was like i've never seen it but of course well Brian, have you seen part one yet jim is that relevant to the to, to the story of two it might be there might be throwbacks that you will not pick up on i'll take my chances Ooh. i'm still waiting to find blood diner in the wild wait you don't have blood diner i have it burned not i I, I think i have it as part of like a four pack or something oh, i have you? to check through my okay. stack yeah that well I, we know you have horno I do have Horno. <laughs> That's a movie. If you want to Google something, you want to see a terrible horror Oof. porn movie. It's called Horno. Oh, God. That, might, might have to break that old bad boy out again. It's been like 10 years since we uh, watched that. Get the wife in the mood. Hey, yeah, honey, right? you want to watch some Horno? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So not enough degenerate talk, Jim. <laughs> What do, what do we get from our awesome Patreons? Yep, patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game, where for as little as two bucks a month, you can ask a question that we will answer on each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. So, good turnout this week. First up, from old reliable Gamer Astral, favorite PS1 game ever? Resident Evil Director's Cut. Twisted Metal 2. Yeah. yeah. The I ones mean, we talk about a lot. Yeah, I. there's better games than that, than my pick, but... That will always be my favorite. Yep. Uh, next up, from G to the Next Level. I've been playing a lot of Xeno Crisis lately, and it got me thinking. Are you guys fans of top-down twin-stick shooters? If so, what are some of your favorites? Cheers. Sorry if I've missed the last few episodes. No. Um, it's funny you said that. I've been That is my pick-up-and-play random game on Xbox, because it's been on Gold or Arcade or one of those. 
uh, I like that game. Number one, it's like the perfect mix between alien starship troopers and like Resident Evil with their character designs. It is goddamn hard though. Like yes. I don't know if I was like either I'm just not good at this style of game or it is just a hard game. Um, yeah, you've played it, right, Jim? Yeah. I have it on Genesis, and uh, I think I downloaded it off of Xbox Live, and it was free, too. Wait, that was a Genesis game? It was originally kickstarted to be a Genesis game. Okay, but so, I was going to say, I was no, I was like, wait, there's no way that came out when we were kids. No, it came out in 2019. Uh, okay, but it was one of those like later sure. Kickstarters. Yeah. That's a, uh, for top-down shooters, yes, I actually do enjoy them. It's one of those styles I don't play enough, but every time I play, I do enjoy uh obviously it starts with um why is my mind blanking smash tv smash tv or robotron yeah but uh i've played a lot of zombie style top top down games uh but xeno crisis is probably the only other one i've played yeah no i love the genre i was when not back at the end of uh last year i was actually planning on doing a month of uh for all the let's plays i was doing doing different top down shooters and just seeing how far i could get yeah pardon me um, Z- Xeno Crisis is definitely up there. Um, I love Super Smash TV. I love Robotron 64. Um, even the original Robotron 2084, even though that's so goddamn hard. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it's a genre that seems to be, like, really hard to screw up. Yeah. I don't I, think I've ever played, like, a really bad one. Like, even, like, uh, like Call of Duty for a while had a ton of Dead Ops arcades. They, and so they... they those even, are fun. Even the one we have, the game that came out, the newest one, has it. I played oh, it, does. it, dude. Okay. It's it's one of the best. I, I was gonna throw it in there, but since it's not its own dedicated game, I didn't know if it counted. But right for a mode, it's actually really fun, and there's a lot of like branching paths and all this. Um, that and every time, is it sad that the one thing I think of when I think of those modes is uh, uh, Super Contra Three Alien Wars or Contra Three with those levels in between the top down ones? Yeah, yeah not know what you're talking about. I know some people hate those, but I never mind it. I was like. They're not as good as the side scrolling, but they're still fine. Yeah, and even like the uh, the ones that branch out there, like roguelikes, like that, like Binding of Isaac or Death State, that game I reviewed last year, like that's a twin stick too. So, and then uh, when I was talking last year about that nine parchments, that's a Diablo clone. That's a yep. twin stick shooter. So it can really be applied to a lot of stuff. So yeah, now anytime there's twin sticky, I'm most likely going to have fun with it. Yeah, they're good. I mean, and they're definitely up your alley. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen one of them with a story. Xeno Crisis tries to do like little cutscenes, but you don't care about the story. It's 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 got enough story. Yeah, <laughs> it's but got what it needs. That game is hard. That'll definitely be a drunken long play for me and you. Though we gotta see if we can actually beat that. Oh it's, God! I run out of ammo. I don't know how often, and I'm always like, "What am I doing wrong with this fucking game?" But I forget how far I got. But I was just like, "Man, it's it's tough." Yeah, I was watching G stream the other night, and he was like getting to maybe level four, level five, and even then I was like, "Damn!" Yeah. Like that's with him putting work in too. But now, good question. Uh, no, next up from Fifth Gen Mook, our newest patron, favorite sixth gen library of games. Assuming you both say PS two, what would be your next pick? Well, yes, PS two for sure, but then um, GameCube. Because what else would be in that gen? Would you count Dreamcast? Uh, Dreamcast. I think Dreamcast is probably the technical start of it. So yeah, you have Dreamcast. You have the original Xbox. If you want to throw the DS into there, I don't know if DS would count more for 
the 360 gen though. I'm not sure. I mean, we know it's six gen, probably GBA then. Yeah, yeah, GBA would be that time. Fuck. I would have to go PS2. Fuck, man. Xbox has such an underrated library of games. Like, forget Halo and all that. Like, Stubbs that's coming out and a lot of just other great games. Shit, man. That's tough. I was going to try to throw Dreamcast in there because I, you know me, I do like it, but I didn't play enough to, to make the case. Right. So, I guess I'll go PS2 Xbox. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll probably go Game Boy Advance, but if I was going to pick a console, it's got you like, played Pokemon. That's it. That's all you need. But no, po- Pokemon, no. Pinball, Ruby, and Sapphire, I'll have you know. But um, They're all the same. It's overrated. Sir. But, I mean, if I was going to stick to just strictly, strictly consoles, I'd probably go Xbox as well, just because very underrated for its exclusives. But if you're going multiplat, that's the best console to play them on. Like, that's the only one that has, like, 5.1 surround sound. That's the only one that actually, ups, like, can display in, like, true 480p and 720p for most of the time. Which is, like, crazy for that time. None of that shitty, waggly interlacing when you play it on a modern TV. So, it's kind of the way to go. The only issue with the Xbox was terrible controller design for that first one. Even with the revised non-Duke. The revamp's fine. The revamp's the, fine. It's fine. I'm saying PS2 controller's still better. The DualShock, yeah, it's tough to top the DualShock. Tape. And as an owner of multiple original Xboxes, those things are prone to break. So my yeah, PS2, it, I still have my original and my Slim, and they're both fine. My 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 fat PS2 is starting to hurt. Like when it, when I'm opening the tray, you can hear the. <laughs> I was like, oof, I'm on borrowed time here. But uh, I mean, I bought my original Xbox a couple of years ago, secondhand off a of coworker. Okay. And like that thing has its that th- yeah it has issues so yeah yeah it's not ideal but uh yeah it, both systems man they're they're I I put them up there as some of the uh, controversially I I think they might have been a better generation than the 16 bit generation no not that the games age as well but if you look at the quality of games the problem is with PS2 there was how many games for that system like. Pfft, thousand at least so yeah it would be really tough i can only think of a library i have and i'm like they're all basically hits except for like two or three and that's one of my largest collections i mean there there's a fuck load of shovelware on those I'm systems sure. yeah but yeah no i mean the hits the hits hit hard so yeah the top selling console for a reason yeah poor poor gamecube <laughs> it is a good system but it had really bad tough competition yeah, that was Nintendo being Nintendo and it not working out. But no, good question. And welcome aboard. Thank you, bud. Make sure, make sure if you're listening, to send me your Twitter handle if you have one and to give us your game request because you're in that tier. So Absolutely. I don't want people to miss out on their uh, rewards. Just please no 64 games, please. <laughs> please no 64 collectathons at the very least. <laughs> I like I can I can do most 64 games. Just please not a collectathon. Just no 64 games. <clears throat> And last up from Alex Perez. Quick, you have three seconds to, or no, you have seconds to save three games from your respective collections before everything is banished forever to Jim's crusty corner. Oh. What are those three games you choose to save, and why did you choose to save them? Oh, seconds. I mean, I'm going to go my Resident Evil Director's Cut. I'm going to go, oh, damn, that's really tough. Um, my 
probably Call of Duty World at War Special Edition. And uh, probably my Super Castlevania 4 for Super NES that was signed. Fair enough. I'll probably go at least two of my box standards. My Star Fox 64, Streets of Rage 2. And then just for that ultimate replayability game, probably StarCraft 2. As long as I can still hop online and just, you know, play online against people. It's always a different experience, so that could be the old... Uh, <laughs> but Jim, by the time you decide to finally upgrade to a better PC rig, it doesn't even come with CD drives anymore. And you can just download it from Blizzard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so why don't you save it for something that you can't do that for? I can just download it's it from not, Blizzard. It's not supposed to be favorite games, Jim. It's like, you know, you gotta take into account the other things. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, you could do a procedural. Like, even Death's Day would be a good one because it's, you know, roguelike, it's procedural, different game every time, that kind of deal. But, yeah, I mean, maybe I would have to sacrifice Streets of Rage from it just because that's so samey every time. So, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Fine. Star Fox, Death's State, and Star Fox, or StarCraft 2. Hmm. Jim, you're not going to save any of your Turbo's Graphics 16 game? <laughs> If I only have three to do, Bri, I gotta make, gotta get the best out of them. Or your 32x, your Covenant 32x. <laughs> I do love my 32x. Do I take Virtual Racing Deluxe with me? Actually, no, fuck, I don't. No, you know, that's not even a thought. <laughs> no, I like Virtual Racing Deluxe, but there's not enough gameplay there. Great question, and yep. and unfortunately, the rest are just now glued to the walls in Jim's crusty corner. Well, Bri, some games <laughs> can, you can say never left the corner. Some were uh, made for the corner. I feel like you're in Jim's crusty corner right now. <laughs> Bri, every corner's a crusty corner if you try hard enough. Uh, just so many terrible. Bri, images. if I can quote, if I can quote Parappa the Rapper, you just gotta believe. And now I hate that game even more, Jim. Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna add that to the corner later. <laughs> Damn it! Brad, let me borrow your Oom Jammer Lammy. I'll gladly give it to you, Jim. You know Yay! what? That thing can't burn in enough hells, so as far as I'm concerned. Yay! Terrible game, and I had you defending it. You son of a bitch. Look, Brad, you just know you're going to have to put Parappa 2 in the uh, in a case next to our silver play button when we get one in 100 years. Jim, when that thing hits eventually a million views, do we have to sign it and just give it away? <laughs> we might. <laughs> All of our success. <laughs> but, yep, that rounds up the Patreon questions for this week. So, once again, if you're new to the show, please head on over to Patreon. And for as little as two bucks a month, you can ask a question that we will answer on this podcast. And also, if you're new to the page, please, for the love of God, either comment below if you're on YouTube or go to the comment section and reviews for any of our podcast platforms. Leave a review. Leave a good review. Five star even if you want to bash us. Say what you want, leave the racism to a minimum, for the love of God, and we will read five-star reviews on this page. No one's taking us up on that. I thought with that sales pitch, someone would. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. I just want to say thank you all. You are you are all awesome. Yes, you um, are. We truly, truly appreciate it. So anything we can do to pay it back, we, we will. Exactly. So thank you. And once again, for all you patrons out there, get your requests in. Yeah. We want to hear more about Jim's crusty corner too, <laughs> and how. <laughs> Make that a hashtag, Jim. Considering some of the things you've retweeted, I think you should retweet them with hashtag Jim's crusty corner. Oh, maybe just I should. so, just so you get some fire behind that. Would be some. A lot of things are after pro. I will say that. They're, yes, they are, Jim. 
the things I've discovered on Twitter because of your likes or retweets. I'm like, this is not something I needed to see today. Or what the hell? What? Wholesome don't entertainment. Say, don't say what, because I see everything you like, too, you son of a bitch. So does everyone else. There's no, there's no anonymity. <laughs> That's why I'm saying. You're assuming there's shame here. It's no shame. Shame's for dorks. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. But yeah, let me grab another beer real quick. All right, Jim, before we move on, uh, how'd that first one treat you? Very smooth, very well-balanced. Like, it has the advantage for being a wheat that it's going to be an easier drinking beer. So if you want, you know, if you always wanted to get more into, like, the cranberry, more tart beers, but they're a little too, little too grabby by the throaty, this is a good one to go for. Nice. I can't recommend uh, Strange Rituals enough. It's probably my favorite IPA from the Chamonix Creek. And it's a, just a very unique, like, the thing I always look for with IPAs anymore is, like, is there anything unique about it? And that's what this one is. It's it's definitely got more flavor, different texture, and it's not just pure bitterness. So, it's actually really good. But, for my second beer, as I told Jim before we started, uh, I, I still have so many just one-offs. I'm like, oh, this will be a review beer. And then didn't happen or whatever so the trogues double blizzard um i know i've talked about this on here before but uh yeah it's 8.3 percent so i'm sticking with the high percentage ones and it's there is this technically i think it's just an ipa i thought it was their double ipa well yeah it is double because double blizzard but uh jim <clears throat> to use one of my ray carrying bits this is a blizzard of hops. Yours. <laughs> Turned up to 11. For double blizzard, we use a cooler temperature for the kettle hop additions, softening the character of the Centennial, Chinook, and El Dorado. On the cold side, we dry hop with 4 pounds per barrel of Chinook and Galaxy. At 8.3% ABV, we're in a semi-hazy double IPA territory, and we like it here. We taste huge citrus and pineapple notes and soft pine. The fuck is a soft pine? So yeah, that's uh, that's the beer. Sounds interesting. Did you so, have this one over the winter? I don't think I did. Really? Yeah, because this one, I think this was the first year it came out. Yeah, I didn't so, have that one. Yeah, it's actually, I think it was good. I'll, I'll know again in a second. Bry Schnuck, what is it made out of helicopters or something? <laughs> yeah this one is wow they really use basically every well most of the popular hops so many hops jim jim we're gonna have a, a contest we're just gonna eat dry hops oh god <laughs> which one tastes better <laughs> jim, jim that's your loser bro i'm just gonna grind up hops in some stale water oh <laughs> god make you drink it oh <laughs> Fuck, we have reached a new low. <laughs> What's new, Jim? <laughs> how much how much lower can you go? Zenkov. <laughs> Alright, so uh Jim had some pretty good articles. The one it's now six days old, but it's still new enough in the news since the last time we talked. Uh, from IGN and everywhere else you've probably seen that Epic Games has acquired Fall Guys developer Mediatonic. So, yeah, they're making some moves. 
Yeah, so the Switch port of Fall Guys just got announced. So one of the big things they said was... <laughs> Nothing like Nintendo to be late to the game when no one plays it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I like, I'm like, oh, cool, I can play Fall Guys. I'm like, let's just wait and see how much this actually is going to cost. Because, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much they've added to the game, but in its heyday, it was only like three maps. So... That's it's kind of a tough sell. I think if they charge any more than fifteen for it, they're fucking high. So it'll probably be like forty. Yeah. But um, yeah. So you know, Fall Guys we've said before was that meme game that was popular before Among Us took off. Uh, it's the article mentions that it's the most downloaded game off of uh, PlayStation Plus ever. That's kind of it's kind of a finicky little statement yeah. there because it's true, but it was also free. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's like let's add this caveat in here of the free part. Yeah, but no, it's an interesting acquisition. Um, Epic just buying these people up. Uh, it's kind of weird because Mediatonic's really like a one-hit wonder. Like, I was looking up their whole backlog of games, and they've been around since, like, 20, 2005. But they've only, until, like, a couple years ago, they've mainly made, like, web browser ports of, like, garbage games. Like, uh, it, like a lot of solitaires and, like, kooky... Yeah. yeah, like kooky poker kind of games and shit like that. Uh, Trauma Center, like knockoffs. Jim, are you stuff. telling me Snowman Salvage is not great or Beetle Bump? Look, Bri, Robot Unicorn Attack Evolution by Adult Swim Games for Facebook. I'm sure. I'm sure it's quality. But they did Bejeweled too. Well, they they poured it to the web browser. Yeah. Let, let's wow. not take, let's not do PopCap like that. So yeah, they're. If you look through the list, it's like, man, they've done a shitload of games, and it's like, oh no, they've done so, a ton. But yeah, but honestly, they they, they, they bought Fall Guys. That's what Epic did here. Yeah, and and at the end of the day, Fall Guys, <clears throat> well, like we said about Among Us, and honestly, not that Animal Crossing wouldn't have done as good, but with the pandemic hitting the way it did, that boosted all three of those games to a level that if the pandemic hadn't happened streamers would not have found it it would not get publicized it would just be another like oh this is a kooky game fall guys is a perfect game where jim like 10 years later have been like it's charming it's fun it's uh, like, it does look charming <laughs> it is i've been fun. wanting to play it i know but what i'm saying is the hype that it got is probably not worth the gameplay aspect of it mm, possibly not Definitely not. Especially if it becomes one of Jim's favorite games. Like, next time we do a top ten, Fall Guys, if that ends up in your top ten, you're like, oh, that Rocket League, best games ever. <laughs> Just that's, seven be, years after the fact. Yeah, right. That would be that'll be a little questionable. Even I can say that. But no, I mean, like, I like I like Battle Royales, and I like the goofy Battle Royales especially. So, yeah, it's a game I definitely want to try out. I just don't want to pay too much for it. You like, like Battle they, Royales because they, they don't take as much skill. That's because you can't watch any windows in Call of Duty, Jim. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Correct. Love you, Jim. Whatever. I still like Blackout. I just I don't play it enough, and I suck at it. So, where? Uh, it's called... Uh, Warzone. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Living in the past. <laughs> no, but um, here's what I thought when I saw this. I'm like, okay, Epic Games... Obviously, with what they got with Fortnite, what we're seeing from almost every Battle Royale game, 
Do you think there's going to be a Fortnite 2, or is there any purpose to that? Do you just keep adding on forever to the original? Uh, that's a tough call. I mean, well, let's put it this way. There's never been a Minecraft 2. That's my... Well, and, and yeah, Minecraft is lucky because it can... It can do that. Like, and GTA it's, it's, 5 It's had a shitload of spinoffs. Yeah, like, GTA 5, when they branch that online only, you can get for much cheaper than the original game... I still think that game needed a six, but like that GTA five online will still live on for that's amazing. The money they make off that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like Fortnite, like do you need a second one ever? Probably not. I mean, it's been going for at least three years now as the top game and it's the same game basically every time. Just, you know, they release all their different skins and, different seasons and shit so i mean the only thing i could think of is uh epic just knowing they want to make even more money when eventually next gen gets a graphical update that's worthwhile that's the only thing i could think yeah but even then the graphic style for fortnite doesn't really need top tier it, it doesn't either. yeah that's true yeah i don't know i mean so i don't get why they're doing it as long as they keep drawing Chun-Li with that dumb trunk of an ass, then, you know, I don't think you ever need to upgrade. Yeah, and they keep getting these licensed characters in there. Like, there's really not a point. Um, but here's the deal. You know how Microsoft has been making huge moves left and right? See. Now, if Microsoft came in and swooped up Epic Games, could you imagine that? Um, as much as Microsoft wanted... Like, Epic's owned by Tencent, which is basically, like the king of all media in China, like, they're not going to be able to afford they're it. They're not, yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, like, they're, what would, be, like, the equivalent be of, like, a really huge game for them to buy up? I don't so, know if anything's left at this point. Like, Minecraft's, well, no, they own Minecraft. Microsoft owns Minecraft, so they don't even need to. No, no, yeah, no, Microsoft, I'm just saying Microsoft just keeps swallowing up, like, like, like they didn't have to get some of the licenses they did, but they went ahead, like, getting Bethesda was cool and we're gonna see how it plays out in this next gen like right. if they start making all that shit exclusive it's to really just box out playstation and nintendo even further right i mean uh, the only ones you could really go after would be ea activision is ubisoft already under microsoft i know they have an exclusive deal with them for their pass but they didn't buy did they buy no them? they're not bought out by them okay at but least, they, but at least they as far as i know yeah they definitely have all the rights to them because almost every Ubisoft game now is almost exclusively under Xbox stuff. Like, yeah, what was it? Codemasters that Microsoft just bought up? I think it was Codemasters. I think or maybe so. EA bought them up. I forget. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you're getting down. You're like whittling it down. It's gonna. I don't know. It'll be interesting. But I don't know if Epic Games are gonna do any other purchases. But uh. But I mean, if they do, what you know, a lot of these things do. If they make. It, I mean, Fall Guys was PS4 and Steam when it came out, but since it's owned by Epic now, it can be on other things, but maybe it'll just have a shitload of exclusive new drops and crap like that, or timed exclusives yeah. on the Epic Store, so. Jim. Or they just say fuck it and make all the money everywhere. Who knows? Jim, you know what I want so bad, since Nintendo's already good at saying F you to all of its fans, is for the next Smash exclusive to be a uh, Fortnite character people have been saying that for a while now i've been begging for a fortnite character that, that would, would be, be so funny god that that would be 
the gamers mad of all gamers mad. It's like my white whale that I've just been waiting and hoping oh, for. Oh, that would be, well. What would be worse, that or like a Call of Duty character exclusive? I don't think people even care enough about Call of Duty to be that mad at it at this point. Like, n- nothing's going to touch Fortnite being in Smash. Nothing yeah. will touch that level of gamer <laughs> virgin rage. Like, nothing will touch that. <laughs> that, w- that would be pretty hilarious, though. <laughs> Maybe if they put, like, Donald Trump in Smash. That would be the only thing I think that would, like, equate to the level of rage you would see That's online. true. Yeah, no, that would do it. But that's going to be old news. Like I said, everyone's going to have to get new uh, new things to be mad at. In the next couple months. Oh, Brian, they're going to fucking buy something. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. They always do. But speaking of that company you support wholeheartedly, and by the way, your fucking collection of Switch games, can I just say, that bothers the shit out of me. That pile of terrible games you have, <laughs> that are all like, you've dumped 10 hours tops into each one, and then you'll never play them again. And there's so many good games I beg you to play. And you got a Switch collection like you do. Jim, uh, all, all I need you to do is start holding your boobs together, and you're basically male Destiny FOMO at this point. Come on. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. One, I can't I can't touch your collection or her money. And two, you're getting I there. got nothing. <laughs> no, I'm not even close. <laughs> but no, speaking of Switch... You put this up here from uh, our buddies at Kotaku, and the new Nintendo Switch will have a 4K output. OLED screen will release before Christmas. So, are they seriously going to revamp the Switch and not focus on the next gen, which we know is only going to come in a year or two, and they're going to try and squeeze more money out of this? Yes. This is basically just an incremental upgrade. This isn't, (sighs) like, they're not... They're not even, like, upping the uh, performance of the Switch itself. It's just OLED screen, so it'll look nicer in handheld mode. And um, it'll be at 720, like, throughout all the games, which is cool, fine. And then, yeah, it'll be able to project in 4K on a 4K TV. Even, pardon me, even though, like, almost none of the games were really going to show off anything 4K. I was going to say, none of the games could even do that. Like, how many of the games can truly do 1080p at 60 frames? Some like I'm not enough of a even even with my fuck over I couldn't tell you what uh Jim what that games... might be your biggest collection. No, see, not at all. Seeing the number of games, how many games do you have on the Switch? Maybe fifty some. How many games you have for Genesis? hundred and fifty. Do you really have that many? Yeah. Holy shit. I probably still have more three sixty games than Switch games. Hmm. Maybe it just looks like a lot more than I thought it was definitely more than fifty. No, no, it's not more than 50 at all. That's still less crazy, though. Too many games for a Switch, Jim. Too many games? That's a fun place to go. Hopefully you can do it this year. Jim, what if you sell all of them and just get yourself the PS5 that you've been promising for years that you were going to get? Why not just get both? <laughs> Fine, then get both. Do it. Fine, I will. Fine. When I, when I don't have to suck 10 dicks to get one, then I'll do it. Well, then suck more. I mean, when, ch- it gets down to, when it gets down to like seven, seven, seven dicks I think is fair. But Jim, instead of sucking ten, just suck one and charge more. Come on, it's mad. Right? Do, do do I look like I can bring in the clientele that'll be able to afford one one single PS Five? Come on. Well, I heard about your milkshake. That'll bring some boys to the yard. <laughs> Damn this, it, Jim. this is taking a turn. <laughs> but yeah, incremental upgrade, and like you said, they are definitely just milking the. Uh... But here's the thing, like. 
Yeah, you get like my Switch collection. Yeah, it's probably more than I should have, but there's I am no Switch core member or any shit like that. The people who have hundreds upon hundreds and buy every variant of every game and shit like that. Not yet. Uh, and no, nah, I'm not going to get that far. I'm not buying like Reality Stars Beach Assault and buying all four different variant covers and crap like that. Like there's people like that out there. So like they buy every variant system and they buy every variant of the light and they're going to buy all the variants of this. So it's like we say before with a lot of other things like gambling addicts, like the 10% with the biggest addictions where they make 90% of the money. So, I mean, if you had to guess, what does this come to the market at? What price? Um, if they were smart, they would just charge 300 because it's not because it's not because like the regular switch i think right now is either 250 or three and like if they did 300 i think that would still be enough for like people who didn't buy a switch you have to be like all right i'll jump in now like right before christmas and all that shit that's what i'm thinking like for people who haven't bought it like they like other systems do it too but at least there's usually some kind of upgrade other than just a display you know there's hardware like legit hardware like the ps uh one and or um, PS4 and Xbox One, like their little variants were actual enhancements of performance, and they are that good. I haven't got one yet. I'm gonna get in. Might as well get the better one. Yeah, it would be crazy if they come in above 300. I hope for their sake they don't. But even no matter what they do, they're gonna make a bank. So. Yeah. Oh, for sure. No, I mean it's it's gonna sell. I would be shocked if people actually went. Eh, I don't need to get this. Like, it's going to sell. Yeah. Especially right before Christmas, it's going to fucking sell. Yep, exactly. It always will. I can't wait to see you display the new one you get, Jim. Look, I didn't buy the first incremental upgrade. I'm not going to buy this one. I didn't buy a light. Like, I have my Switch. The Switch is fine. Like, I'll, I'll wait until there's the Switch 2 or whatever the hell they do next. The Switch U. The Switch U. It'll just be a whole... Yeah, exactly. And it'll be a failure. <laughs> like, you just, you know, good gen, bad gen. Good gen, bad gen. <sighs> so all the consoles, so none of the consoles. So all the consoles, you think is. It's a sine wave. It's a sine wave, Brian. <laughs> Zenkov. No, but, uh... Yeah, we'll see. What do you guys think in the comments below? Make sure you let us know. Do you think it's going to be a success? Do you think it's ridiculous they're doing it? I don't know. Yeah, especially for all you, for, for everyone without a Switch, like, is this going to be the time that you jump in? Yeah. Or do you go, well, in a year from now, they're probably going to have the new Switch, which they very well could. It's always these rumors. Yeah. So, moving on, though, to another, I guess you would consider a hot topic, but this comes to us from HeyPoorPlayer.com, and it's kind of surprising to me that Resident Evil Village will feature no decapitations, less blood, and fewer controversial scenes when it arrives in Japan to comply with CERO standards. Now, Jim, you put this up here. And uh, reading through the article, so the this is the Computer Entertainment Rating Organization, which yep. is, I guess, similar to our... Um, their version of their ratings board, yeah. But... Does it not blow your mind that, like, so many of these games originate in Japan and, like, the blood and stuff, and now it's getting self-censored in the country it's coming from? I was just about to say, we live in very weird times, where in Japan is the area where 
they're censoring all the violence, yeah. and North America isn't. We also live in a time where Sony is the console that censors all the boobies, and Nintendo's the one that doesn't. Yeah. Weird times we're having when right now. That's mainly the biggest point I wanted to say. It's fucking weird times. And to have another reason to look at the uh, big vampire mommy milkers. Damn it, Chair! Uh, I, I don't... Is Japan notorious for censoring their stuff? I... Besides genitalia, I don't think so. Like, I feel like whenever I hear of game censoring, for some reason I always hear Australia... Or like, Australia has some strict rules. Yeah, but like, I've never heard Japan censoring video games, especially on the violence end. Because like, if you look back in the eight bit days, like, dude, they were the you most had gone violent. home. You yeah, they were ridiculous. Splatterhouse on the Famicom, like what you could do, decapitating things left and right. It's uh, it's odd, and I don't know enough about it, but. Is this just like a thing of the times, or is this just like a flash in a pan where maybe they'll it'll it'll come to our senses? Like I don't. I wonder. I wonder if like Japan sales for stuff like Resident Evil is lower, like per capita or whatever you want to use, than it is over here. So they're trying yeah. to make it more enticing and sellable. It, it, and apparently, it's not entirely unusual because Last of Us Part Two, uh, the sex scene with Abby and Owen was removed. To so I mean. You always hear about how countries outside of the United States are more open with sex and shit like that, and how we're the stringent ones. Yeah, that apparently, I guess, is not as true. I mean, I don't know. That's uh, maybe there's some more kind of conservative-ish renaissance in Japan we don't know of. Could be. It could. I mean, that's a uh, once again, that's a very not that I think we're ever gonna follow suit, but like, is that a thing that could happen down the? down the pipeline like i've played resident evil 7 it's violent it's graphic but it's not any level that would like concern me now if you said like when games like manhunt were getting banned across the world right i understood that like you're you're showing someone killing someone with a plastic bag over their face and then stabbing them in the eye with a piece of glass that's pretty yeah. brutal but resident evil like you're fighting monsters you're killing monsters so What's the deal? I don't know. I don't get it. So, it's a good article. L list it. Uh, click on it below. Let us know what you think. And if you know anything more, like, is Japan traditionally, have they always been censoring stuff like this? Or is this kind of a newer thing? Yeah, I mean, I know some of our fans out there are definitely way more up with Japanese culture than we are. So, yeah, yeah. please let us know. No. So. All right, Jim. Now I'm really excited. Hitomi Tanaka, wonderful girl. Damn it, Jim. Uh, <clears throat> coming to my favorite bit, the gaming music, and putting Jim on blast again. I, I, if you've noticed, the past, I don't know, seven have been very centered around games Jim should know. Uh -huh. it, this one, absolutely no different. I'm actually curious if you already know, because you see the title there, if you know the I'm song. Not, I'm not familiar with Mob Rules. Maybe I'll know it when I hear it. Okay, so the song is from Black Sabbath, The Mob Rules. I'm going to try to put it in here. I can't promise just because I don't know if it will be right. But, uh, so. Hey, hey, Brian, remember that series we talked about that we were going to do? And we, we talked still, about a couple episodes ago. We still may. I'm not. I'm holding out hope that I can cut it up enough where we can. But Jim is. <laughs> Stay tuned for that 33 second long video. <laughs> but Jim is going to start listening. And, and Jim, I will say, um, 
I want to give you a hint without giving you too much of a hint. I'll say within the past 10 podcasts we've done, episodes, this is a game you've talked about. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> so Jim's about to listen to it. Yep. All right. Hitting the play button. Three, two, one, now. And it should be almost immediately identifiable. Does it sound familiar at all? Ooh, Ronnie James Dio's Black Sabbath. All right. Anything? It sounds like it could definitely be familiar. All right. So now I'm going to show Jim... All right, before before you do it, I'm just going to throw a guess out there. Okay. It's... Ah, fuck. Right. It sounds like something I should know. It almost sounds like something that would come from, like, a Road Rash game. Mm, no, but I could understand why you would think that. Okay. So I put yeah. the link no, below. I'm stumped. I put the All link right. below. I put one of the versions. But go ahead and click it. Oh, really? Oh, fuck me. Yeah, you're right. So the song is actually from uh, Maximum Carnage. Now, Oh, dude, that's spot on, yeah. It's you know what the problem is? I don't. I never got far in that game because it's very okay. hard. So I put the – I sent Jim the Super NES. Whether it's Genesis or Super NES, they're identical. They're just named different titles from the tracks for whatever reason on the OSTs. But it's the same song. It's a direct ripoff. Once again, oh, yeah. this is one where – I listened to this and I said, wow, there's uh, the last couple I've given Jim have been no question. This is another one. Um, clearly, whoever did this soundtrack, they they were... Bill Manspeaker, Green Jello. Is that who it was? Yeah. <coughs> he did the whole soundtrack? I think he did the whole soundtrack for it, so... So, that would make sense given their style, so... Yeah, they, he was apparently a big Black Sabbath fan, because <laughs> it comes through in waves. The glory days of the early 90s, where you could just rip off whatever you wanted for video game music. I know. I'm, I'm, what I want to do is I still have a few that, like, our Jim should know these, but uh, after that, I really want to focus on finding modern games with this, because I'm curious how, if anyone can get away with this shit, without it Especially being a directly with, like, licensed music. Yeah, because it's so prevalent to just license a song these days too. Yeah, I mean, because it's, it's almost not... like is it is it worth yeah is it worth the risk of like ripping off? You know what? I could almost see it more happening in like an indie game where they have a soundtrack that they did themselves, but some song sounds like it. Yeah, because I think any AAA game would just license a song. It's probably cheaper to do that than to risk a lawsuit. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. So. I uh, I still love this, and once again, I can't stress enough, if you're listening, if you know any songs that sound very eerily similar to any licensed music, send it our way, because I love trying to stump Jim. And yep, so far, his sure. record is not great. <laughs> no, not great. I, I didn't grow up with Maximum Carnage. I only got that recently, yeah. and I am not good at it. It's a, well, it's also just a really tough game. Yeah. <laughs> all yeah. Right. All right. So, no doubt, it's a copy, right, Jim? Oh, yeah. There, there, there's no question there. Wait, there's not some tempo difference? No, 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 no. All right. So moving on, uh, another recurring bit. We have which is better. So this one, um, it directly relates to the difference between me and Jim. 
what do you prefer? What do you think is better? Uh, going into a game not knowing anything about it, other than the title, maybe the general premise, but you don't look at trailers, you don't look up info, you know nothing. Or going into it having watched the trailers and allowing that to kind of feed your, like, your imagination of, like, what the game's going to be like and, like, kind of, like, really amping you up, getting you excited for the experience. Jim and I can't be more different. Jim yep. doesn't look at a goddamn thing. Doesn't matter what the game is. He, I don't even, I honestly don't, unless it's a game that's like a Call of Duty, I don't even know how he would choose a new game because he, he looks at nothing about new games so much. Whereas I'm the difference where I will like try to like look up every bit of detail I can because it gets me excited in terms of, I start thinking like, oh, that's so cool. They're going to have this like perk or this uh, story or this or this. And I look at it more like I let my imagination fill in the gaps and I see if the game fulfills it. Whereas Jim is just like, I don't even know what this game's about. <laughs> so the question is, Jim, even though I know that's something I've since I've known you and for newer games, was there ever a time you did look into games that you were excited for? Or were Not you really because like... Outside of seeing commercials, like I've said before, I didn't grow up with like gaming magazines and shit like that. So when you were kids and, and back in the day for us, unless you had a gaming magazine, you're not going to have any hype except for commercials for when a game finally comes out. Everything is either word of mouth or you're just walking through a game store and you're looking at boxes and go, oh, I'm going to take this. So, so when you were a kid, if you saw like toys, board games or video game commercials, they wouldn't like get you hype for something? Uh, some things would. Like... Uh, my I, I used to obsess looking through the uh, the Toys R Us like game catalogs like around Christmas time, just seeing all the toys that were out there, and I knew I was gonna get like almost any of them. Sure, but but like it was still just like oh my god, I could get this Superman with the super robot suit, and I can get this Nerf gun, and blah 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 shit like that. But that's also a different thing where it's like you know what you see is what you get with the toy. Yeah, with the game, it's obviously it's it's much more catered. But like, can you think of a game trailer that you saw? That legit got you, like, hyped up for a game? Ah, uh, I have one that's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, oh, shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn it. All right. Uh, fuck. You start for a little bit, because I know that there's one that... So, so I'll... Oh, you know what? No, it wasn't. Fuck. No, it wasn't for a, uh, a game. The last, like, trailer that really got me hyped was um episode seven for star wars for force awakens okay and like like i was really hyped for that yeah and then like i was like oh fuck this looks like it's just gonna take me right back to my childhood and then I, we saw it in the theater and i walked out and i was the only one who was like i didn't really like it <laughs> yeah everyone else in the world was like oh my god it's so fucking great and i was like yeah, it's not that good no it was i mean it was it's the best of it might arguably the best of the three. It's but. probably the best of the three new ones. Um, and the problem is it was just a new hope repackaged. That, yep. I mean, that's, and it's like, it's one of those things. Is it a bad thing to just completely copy? Yes and no. If you're continuing a story, I think yes. Because you're just trying to pay homage to the people who originally saw it, get a new generation involved. But you didn't really introduce that much new. So you're kind of just like... No, they introduced a bunch of cool new characters that they wound up doing nothing with. So. 
No, but it's funny because hindsight. I thought about it. For me, I do enjoy the experience of, and it's rare. Like when we grew up, you go to a video store, you rent a video game, and all you can base it on is the cover, the back, the front. You got nothing else. Like Jim, I didn't have a single gaming magazine. I didn't have any ways, so it was just whatever cover caught my eye. Um, I'm one of those that I, I, uh, I know it's my fault, but I criticize others for like when you have the technology to do things and you don't use it. I get easily frustrated. Like I remember, I gave Jim shit so much when he did have a smartphone. Him and his wife, and we'd be going places, and he'd be like. Well, we need to follow you. We don't know where it is. I was like, you have GPS on your phone. Like, you could just use your phone. Like, I'm one of those people, like, if you have, use every single bit of technology. Like, they say people who have smartphones use something like 5% of its actual capacity for what it could do. Um, so when I see a game come out and I get excited, I go all the way in. I've never spoiled anything for myself. Like, I'm the type where I over-prepare for, like, getting excited for games, thinking, like, oh, I'm going to try this, this, and this. But then sometimes, like, on Xbox Arcade or uh, Gold, I'll download a game just because it's free. I'll try it, and I am pleasantly surprised discovering something brand new. Um, more and more, though, I feel like the only way people discover games is by doing it like I do, completely blind to a service you already know, or you see a YouTuber talk about it or someone online. Yeah. Like you, Jim, with all the games you do decide to just pick up randomly for Switch or whatever, mm -hmm. my guess is it's probably through people you talk to on Twitter or you see on YouTube, right? Yeah, that's probably a lot of where it comes from. So when you see that, though, isn't that almost the equivalent of, like, you kind of now know a little bit more about the game? And when you see that, yeah, do it's you not, do it? Yeah, it's not like a completely blind pickup. It's like... Like some, I mean, sometimes I'll know nothing about a game and I'll pick it up just based on a recommendation. So I'll be like, someone will be like, "Hey, you might like this game," and I'll go, "Okay," and then I'll just download it. Well, you do that with like, Call, Call of Duty is the easiest I can think of for you. Like you do that no matter what. Like yeah, but Duty, I know what I'm gonna get. Yeah, true, but uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like when you see, see, here's the thing. Like Duty, I know what I'm gonna get. Where like anytime an Assassin's Creed comes out, it's like oh, an open world time travel, blah blah blah. Like you know what you're gonna get with that. Yeah. For the most part, you can like everyone's like Horizon Zero Dawn's amazing, and it's like yeah, I'd like to play it eventually when I get my PS5. I can go and get the disc version and play it on PS4, you know. And but I'm just like I'm not super hyped to do it because it's like I've played a thousand open world games at this point. I'm sure you know maybe it has its own thing to suck you into the world, and everyone says when they play it they got it completely sucked in. But I, don't know, I I can't see any open world game at this point doing enough to like break the mold that I'm really gonna care that much. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and that comes even though you could say hypocritically, when when am I scared to be that? You know, all my indie games and shit like that that I pick up. Well, obviously, you well, that's know, a I lot said. of indie like, games are all the same. You are you clearly you download a lot of you've Switch has done something with you where it's opened you up to trying a lot more games. That's why I said your collection's crazy for knowing you and how you don't collect so much for modern consoles. Yeah. that you've taken to switch collecting the way you have is i don't understand like i even if i have an inkling like unless the price is like two dollars five dollars then it's it's like okay whatever but if i'm gonna put out some money for a game i want to see like 
let me see a trailer for this. Let me look into this. What is this game actually about? Like, what kind? I need to know a little more if I'm investing my time into it. Yeah. Um, and I will never, like, I've never ever watched, like, a playthrough, seen what happens at the end. Like, I don't do any of that shit ever. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't sit there and, like, sit through, like, a, someone streaming a game. Like, I'm, I'm not the age group for that. Yeah. But it's, uh,. And I, I pose this question, it's almost like less for me and you, more for people watching, is, you know, I think more and more people are getting influenced by seeing almost the entire game, and then they're like, I want to experience it. And you and I have talked, we have similar situations where we both had best friends that watched us play Resident Evil, Yep. didn't necessarily always play it themselves, but just wanted to see us play through it. And They, they were too scared to play it themselves. Well, they just loved the game, and it's like... Bitches. That's that's just a different experience, but like my experience of going blind into games are few and far between. I think, it's, but you know what, you know what, the re, you know what the reason I go with blind, even though like yeah, on its core, I really haven't gone in truly blind in a long time. The last time I really had a phase of going in blind was like around twenty, like oh nine to like twenty eleven, where like I could go to GameStop and they would still have like. Before, it was just, like, clearance, get rid of the old shit, and it's all, like, games you know. You could just go through a giant value bin of $5 mm -hmm. games. Or buy two, randomly... get one free. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and like, but that was when they still had enough of the uh, the non, like, we have a thousand copies of this game. Yeah. Where you could get, like, a random game that there's no way you would have ever heard of before, and pull it out and look at the back and be like, I don't really know what this is, but it looks cool, and then pop it in. Yeah, and... and... It was definitely a price point thing with those games. I mean... <sighs> yeah, like, even all the limited run shit that I buy and all the stuff like that, like, I know for the most part what I'm getting into. See, for me, the only thing that's opened my eyes to going blind is the Xbox... Once again, the... Uh, well, yeah, the streaming services where it's, where it's like, you know, it's not free, but, you know, it feels like it's free even though you're paying It's like, the oh, there's service. 50 games here. I don't know. I, like... And it's funny, I go back to what we did as kids. I don't watch video. I just look at the screenshots. I'm like, yeah. I think this might be a game I, I could be. Like, if I see a pinball, I know I'm not downloading it. But right. but if I see a game like, oh, okay, that screenshot kind of looks cool. I'll download it. I'll try it. That's what I did with that game, Agony, and it sucked dick. Whereas other <laughs> games yeah. I tried where I was like, wow, I'm really pleasantly surprised. It's a different sensation. So I don't. I, I'm asking this question without knowing. I don't know which is better if you do go in a little more blind because at least you have your guard down and you have zero expectations. Whereas yeah. if you you can easily be fooled by knowing too much, thinking the game's going to be so much better, and then it doesn't live up to it. So it's yeah, kind of tough. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's each has its own rewards because, like, yeah, you could do a blind and pick something up and spend some money on it and hate it. Yeah. So it's wasted money. Or you can spend your money for a full price new release that you looked into and you can be disappointed or shit like that. So yeah. and there's always a risk there. The advantage for me has always been when I do do a shit ton of research into a game, it adds to my anticipation and excitement. And it's weird to say, even if the game doesn't live up to it, like the enjoyment was just kind of like talking with others. Like, what do you think this game's going to have? Like, it's that, like, excitement of, like, coming up to that moment, you know? And sometimes they say, like, that's usually can be a fun part of it. Like, the planning, if you will. Yeah, that's true. I think the last game that really got you like that was Evolve. 
Has there been one since maybe Friday the Thirteenth? Friday the Thirteenth got me excited for sure. Because um, I like for the ones that you were re- like that I know that you were really hyped for. So the that Warhammer game I was talking about, I've wanted that yeah. for years. I just always knew I didn't have a PC, and it was one of those ones where I thought I knew everything and I researched a lot of it. But since getting it, I realized like how much I didn't know. And if that sounds weird, it, it's because it is because. I was so amped up, like, I was waiting for a Steam sale. So as I was waiting, I couldn't research enough, like, ins and outs. I knew every other Total War game, but I knew this one was so different. So I was trying to understand before I got to the game, like, oh, so how does this play? Like, and I wanted to know the ins and outs, which led me down a weird path of, like, I know nothing about Warhammer, but the lore behind it is obviously, like, ages old. So it tied that in. So then I would get into that and I was like, oh God, this is opening up a world. Like it would be like getting into a D and D video game. And then all of a sudden discovering like the original D and D and like the lore behind it. It's right. crazy. So that's probably the newest one I can give an example of, but yeah, console releases. There's not many. Makes sense. Yeah. I think the, I think the joy of, being surprised always caps like having my expectations met. I guess okay. even if I'm really excited for something, like I, I don't know, like I think the best example was like that one time I went to, like a couple buddies. They're like, "Oh, do you want to go see Presidency of the United States?" They were playing a show, and I was like, "The guys you made lump." And they're like, "Yeah, <laughs> and peaches." And I was like, "And peaches." I was like, "Okay." And I was like, "How much your tickets?" They're like five, ten bucks. I was like, "Fine, whatever." I was like, "At the worst, we can go there and see lump and peaches, and then we can leave." Yeah. And, like, we were there, and it was one of the best concerts I ever saw. Like, it was just fun. It blew me out of the water, shit like that. Something I totally did not expect. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing where, like, the surprise factor of being, like, pleasantly surprised it, always trumps just being like, okay, this is what I thought it was. True. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's, it's interesting. So saying like that for music, so have you ever seen a band that you really loved and they beat your expectations seeing them live? Um... Let's see here. I mean, like, Rush's 30th anniversary, like, blew me out of the water. Like, it was better than I was expecting. Okay. But then I saw one for one of their later albums afterwards, and I was like, man, this concert sucks. But that's also, you know, a Rush late album. They're so also what, what much I older there? by that point, too. Well, it was only a couple years later, okay. but yeah. But um, even that, like, yeah, there's a lot of bands I've seen that, like, either I was pleasantly surprised by or... I don't. I haven't been let down by a lot of music acts that I've seen live. Really, hmm. that like I wanted to see going in, God, yeah, not yeah. like something I was dragged to. <laughs> it seems like that's your your only concerts as of the last fifteen years, Jim. Marriage, <laughs> Jim. How many country concerts have you been to now? Too fucking many. Have you ever been pleasantly surprised? <laughs> yes. You know what? I was pleasantly surprised by Thomas Rhett uh, when he opened up for Jason Aldean. I don't even know who that like, is. Yeah, he, he's a, he's, you know, like, he's a, he's a, he's, he's not the top. He's not a Luke Bryan. He's not in that tier. He's not a Chris Stapleton, but, like, he's good. He definitely has the vibe of, like, failed pop star, so he moved the country. Gotcha. So, like, it was definitely more of, like, a, uh, it was, like, a different kind of vibe during his set, where it wasn't the phony, you know, every song's about a tractor and whiskey when they grew up in Vermont kind of deal. Jim. Like all the other fuckers. Jim, I don't, I don't, I don't, crap. I don't think they grew up in Vermont. I think that's where yuppies grow up. You can't you can't write that many songs about tractors. It's bullshit. Jim, there's so many fields of plow. Oh, there's fields of shit. 
Uh, there's fields of gold, according to police. You got me there. I never bottle. <laughs> so, yeah, we really, once again, this, this is a difficult topic. I don't know the right answer. I really want to hear from you all. What do you think which is better? So let us know your personal preferences or just thoughts in general. I don't think this is one where it's really a right answer. It's so subjective. But, yeah, uh, yeah let me know what you think below. And so for our final topic, sticking with reoccurring bits, we have our overrated, underrated. Obviously inspired by what we talked about at the beginning and previous, but this isn't the only place we've seen it. Um, March Madness is a big time. And yep. for someone who doesn't follow college basketball at all, except for when I get with a group of friends and I make my March Madness bracket, that idea of the bracket system being made in March has been adapted to beer, video games. It doesn't matter. Whatever. You Bri, this is Gonzaga's year. <laughs> I hate you, Jim. Um, I just like the name. So the question is, are brackets of that style, especially, and I just use March Madness as the, the prime example. Right. Is that overrated or underrated to use them in general? Now, when you're using, I, I eliminate sporting events, something that's like, you know, there's a clear, like you're watching for a clear winner right. when it's something it's subjective. So in this case, like we've seen with beer or when we see in video games or even like the brackets we've put out. Yeah. Or like when like your local radio station will, they, they'll always have yes, a bracket they like put out for like WMMR, all the bands yep. and shit. Yep. Yeah. Which, <clears throat> you know, they, uh, when it's ever subjective, it always comes down to just voting or even, I mean, yeah, it always comes out. I should say it always comes down to voting. What do you think? Are those overrated or underrated? I'll say they're overused, but I'll still say they're underrated, I guess, because I don't get sick of them. It's almost like a foolproof thing. Like, I've never seen a bracket after all these years for any topic and just gone, enough. Like, I've just never thought that. Like, I always just go and be like, oh, hee, 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 this would be fun. So th so that's my, I, that's actually exactly why I put this up here. Just like top 10 list, we are, we are all tired of YouTube and you and I, we love, you know me, I love my goddamn list. And oh, I do, do my six and I do my 10. If I could have it my way, we would do a just list every day because we can, you can never stop making enough lists. But the bracket is like a different version of that almost, um, it was really fun when we did the brackets. Oh, I loved it. And until we find a thing similar to what I bracketify, which I loved, I I need to find a service that can do something similar. Right. Why don't you fix the website first? Jim, all I'm going to warn people is if you ever go to iPage, just expect to have to make calls. That's all I'm going to say. Um, no, but, like, I've never seen anyone. Back when I did... And this was for nothing other than my own personal thing. When I did a bracket for like horror movies and I got like you, I got like all of our friends who some of them didn't know people got involved who don't even watch horror movies because they just enjoy doing brackets. Like yeah. there's something about the bracket system that is so fun. I obviously think they're underrated because it drives such an, uh, such an excitement for something that, as I said, I don't give two shits about college basketball, but guess what? If I'm submitting a bracket to someone, and especially if there's money involved, in a two-week period, I'm going to look up the research for like every team. What do I think? 
it's going to get me excited and I'm going to start watching games only because I care about my bracket, not because I care at all about the games. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like, you know me. I don't give a shit about JRPGs. You put a JRPG bracket in front of me, I'm going, oh, boy, I hope Lunar wins. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I'm going for the Dark Horse. Yeah, like it's it's foolproof. It's just fun. The only reason I could see it be negative is what we see with like the beer one, which is someone's disappointed that no no someone's so disappointed that so many of their favorites didn't make the list like like yeah that's always a risk too like like with you <laughs> how many times were you disappointed how terrible the sega genesis did on brackets when we did best console or something like that you know it's one of the <laughs> because you you buttfuck well, how you would always I put it against you, you're the buttfuck. Jim, you know what you Jim. did. You would always put it against. See, like, see, now you're gonna, you would put it against the PS2 you're arguing, or something. You're that arguing. Wasn't gonna lose. You're arguing seating. And here's the deal: if it's good, it's a stand on its own. Doesn't matter yeah, seating. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and even seating. The idea. And that's one of the things I laughed about the beer. I'll seed you. People, put my seed people in you. bitch. Damn it, no. People bitch about the seating of the beer one. Seating is another one where. Unless you're using some kind of metric, it's kind of subjective. So, like, when we ever do... <laughs> and even then you can leave shit off, can't you? Oh, we sure can. <laughs> but, like, I looked at, like, when we did some of ours, like, we did horror games, we did best games, we did NES games, we did... Oh, oh we'd always get the, well, where's this? It's like, fuck! It, it's like, there comes a point where I did metrics for how we got, and I did a conglomeration of, like every review site you can and i was like i averaged out the high scores from every of them and this is this well you still miss this and there's a lot of gym answers where it's like but what about this retro classic it's like nobody plays that it's like shut up <laughs> people play it people play things it's like shut up barry horowitz nobody actually liked you <laughs> but no i uh i was curious i see i I, for some reason, thought you would go overrated. But, yeah, I mean, I think brackets are underrated, and it's a good way to drive people to get excited about almost any topic. You don't have to be oh, an yeah. expert to just want to fill out a bracket because the chances are, even if you made something like, what are the best bands ever bracket? Oh, my God, would it be so divisive because I still think music's the most subjective thing in the world. But... You would probably find at least one you kind of like, and then you're going to want to see it follow through and hope it wins. So it, it adds a level of engagement that things like top 10 lists don't, whereas top 10 lists, like somebody's object, like subjectively putting up a list saying, I think these are top 10 best NES games. And you can argue in the comments, but you can't participate. So brackets like add that next level to it. Yeah. But yeah, I would see. I see. For some reason, I thought you would go underrated, or I'm sorry, I, uh, overrate it. No, no, I have too much fun with you them. You enjoy them too much. I, 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 I would love to see someone make an actual argument for overrated. Yeah, if anyone out there, if you're just thinking that, I guess goes beyond that they're overdone. Well, yeah, they what, overdone doesn't mean overrated though. Yeah, right. So yeah, if you're out there, you think brackets scrambled eggs are overdone and they're fucking great. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. Perfect analogy. Good night. You know what? Have a good one, folks. Jim, I'll make this argument. There is no such thing as a food that's overrated. Because it's all com basically completely based on quantity, what's available, this and that. Like, there's only so much you can do with so many foods. True. <laughs>
The only thing that could ever come close was bacon for a few years because the bacon thing was getting up. Thank added to God everything. That died. Yeah, but still, it wasn't overrated. It was just overused because bacon is fucking right. delicious. And it wasn't even overused. Its food stuff was good. No, it was when it was use, like people using the term bacon. It's like, oh man, this is bacon cool. Like, shut the fuck up. Well, see, I didn't know that. I just knew there was things like bacon soap, I mean, there, there's, which I got oh. as a gift one time, and I was like, I don't want this. <laughs> and I was like, why? Like, I yes, I like bacon, but I don't need bacon soap. Bry, scrub the greasy goodness on your beard. I don't want to smell like smoked pork, Jim. <laughs> I might. You sound just like your mother. But... <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> Neither does she. Uh, <laughs> Jim, love you. <laughs> Goddamn poor core. But yeah, no. So please let us know below. Do you think overrated, underrated? And as I said, once I get the website fixed, I'm really been trying to find. I love doing those brackets. They were, I from our website, they were the most fun thing we've done on our website. I'll say that. Yep. Um, it also drove the most engagement because a lot of people got very angry with us with some things we put in there. Indeed. So with that, we want to say thank you, everyone. Thank you for watching. Jim, how did uh, after two cans, what do you think? Super tasty. I definitely recommend this. You, Would you be getting uh, it again? Uh, yeah, if because uh, my wife just is another one that she just randomly picked so she could go through the beer aisle, which is always quicker at ShopRite. Yeah. So... But no, it worked out good. This was fucking delicious. So I'll definitely get this again. So for me, the uh, Trogues Double Blizzard, it's good. It hits heavy. It's a sipper. I don't recommend it uh, after having another really strong IPA on its own. I absolutely recommend it. Obviously, it's only available during winter. So if you can find it and you're near PA or wherever Trogues uh, distributes, make sure you try it out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, th this one, I, I just wanted to throw in there real quick. I had to, like, stop myself from drinking all four during this. Like, this, I could have just gone as a little... Super tasty. What was the right percentage down. on that again? Five. Oh, okay, so, yeah, light. Yeah, standard. Yeah. So, with that, everyone, we want to say thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, please make sure subscribe to us on YouTube. Leave comments below. And as Jim said earlier, if you listen to us on iTunes or Spotify, leave us a rating, preferably five stars. We will always re, uh, respond back, and we really appreciate it. To all of our Patreons, thank you once again for all your support. And to oh, everyone yeah. else, have a good night and cheers. Cheers, guys.